I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 209 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. How are you this fine evening? I'm good. Tired. I had uh, Thanksgiving number one yesterday, so that was fun. It's just holidays, like now that... You know, everyone's coming together again. You know, everyone's vaccinated. You know, everyone's, like, living it up. Like, now we're able to, like, slowly get back together. Like, it's fun, but then it's exhausting. Like, especially when you get home past your bedtime and then you have to go to work (laughs) in the morning. And then you decide you want to clean before going to work. So, yeah, I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm I'm glad that uh, Thanksgiving is this week and we get some time off of work to not go to work so that's nice yeah i'm looking forward to having a day off i just got like um because my brother and his wife are both like working or on call anyway so like i'm just chilling at home but i got well um trader joe's had a turkey breast en croute so it's turkey breast like rolled with stuffing and then like wrapped in puff pastry Ooh. And that seemed much easier than like I can I, like I'm not gonna make a turkey for one person and even even a chicken like if you're just like doing it on your own is a lot and kind of a pain in the ass so I just splurged on expensive pre-made shit and gonna have that and you know just have a glass of wine and I'll talk to my family in the morning before they like because they're hosting like a small Thanksgiving for family this year. And Hannah likes to call when she's watching the parade. Oh, she, I love that. She loves the parade. What she really loves to do is tell you what's on the parade, even if you are also watching the parade. So there's lots of, like, every balloon or float that comes on, it's look, look, you know, Ronald McDonald or look, look, Snoopy or look, look, dancing. She likes the bands a lot. I do too. I always love like the the Z list actors that end up singing songs on the floats. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, I I like it too. I'm excited because like this year I'm actually like 
gonna I'm gonna watch it. Like I I haven't watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in so long, and like now, you know, I feel like okay, like I'm gonna get up in the morning, I'm gonna put it on the TV, I'm gonna have Carlos watch it too because he never watches that because he's always like either working or prepared to work and this is like the first year that he's coming over to my house for thanksgiving first in like four thanksgivings but yeah it's exciting i know he keeps joking with his friends that it's his first white thanksgiving so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm very excited (laughs) no that should be fun no and i because i walk like I you know I work right across from Macy's I walk by the parade route like every day and so they're all they're setting up for it right now because obviously the the, like Macy's where they you know stop and do the performances and where like the you know like people from the news are and stuff reporting on it and so there's the bleachers starting to be set up and all the streets cordoned off which is annoying because it means you can't like jaywalk and cut across the street because you can't there's barriers up and it's more crowded than usual and it just annoys me but what's incredible is how how quickly it all gets cleaned up again like it they're so fast with that shit they I mean they have to be it's a major roadway in New York City but yeah I know it's always crazy just how fast they they clean up but then how fast like they put everything together too I mean I think I remember last year that they did the they didn't do it on Thanksgiving. Like they did it on like another day, right? Where they recorded it. They did it over a couple of days. They would bring out a balloon or end of, or a flow or a band or whatever and film it. And they do like, you know, like several of them, like, but it was like spread out over a couple of days and it was super annoying because the entire street was blocked off. Cause obviously oh. like the whole reason they did that was for COVID. And so, you know, like you, you couldn't walk down the street at all which meant I had to go completely out of my way to get to my office. Because normally it's just like I get out of the train station, I go up, you know, one one block and my office is right there. But instead I had to go like around the entire block to get to a street that was open and then go. I was so pissed off because, you know, it's November in New York. It's not like warm. I know it's so cold and I feel bad because like I'm sitting here like bunched up in a blanket because I was complaining that like 50 degrees is like way too fucking cold for me to walk upstairs in my dress but yeah god it's probably at 30s 40s now oh okay yeah oh no I mean I'm no I'm here, asking yeah oh yeah it's oh, probably okay. it's in the 40s right now it's it's you know it's warmer than it often is but I feel like that's every year like, I just feel like it's getting like, warmer it's and great. warmer. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Joe, do something about it. Joe, Joe, fix it. <laughs> fix it, Joe. Oh, but here's something I know that we are both thankful for. And that is we both got amazing boxes of Australian goodies this week. Well, last week, I guess, from our listener Rebecca who writes into the show a lot and is always super supportive and just sent us boxes like crammed with candy and uh, chips and shit it was I think one of the nicest things I'd ever received from a friend especially a friend overseas like that's amazing that she would send us all of this stuff, you know, knowing, you know, how expensive it is to ship shit to the United States and how stressful it could be. But man, I was so fucking excited when I walked over to my mailbox and I saw it and it was just this beautiful package 
I knew that was filled with with happiness and I opened it and it was literally filled with happiness. I have my Tim Tams in the fridge ready to go on Thanksgiving morning. So I'm stoked. Oh, that's a breakfast of champions right there. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to do some of that milk powder. No, I'm kidding. That milk powder is legit. Or that uh, chocolate powder, man. Oh, yeah. That stuff's good. Yeah, I know. I need to try putting it with ice cream. Yeah, I think I think that's the way to go. I haven't tried that yet. But I really, really, I haven't eaten a ton of mine yet just because my, my stomach has not been great the past week. But I have had, I had a couple of Freddo frogs. And they were delicious. And I had a wagon wheel. I know. I've been loving the strawberry Freddos. I'm nervous about the pineapple Freddo. Have you tried the pineapple Freddo? I did. I liked it. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, because pineapple, like pineapple and chocolate, like, I I don't know if I'm ready. I mean, I am ready, but like, uh, that's an achievement. I know Carlos was always telling me, he's like, hey, uh, who's going to eat that pineapple one first? <laughs> <laughs> no, the pineapple. So, yeah, have you never had like the chocolate covered pineapple from like an edible arrangement or anything? No, I haven't. I always stay away from that one for some reason. Like I have like the chocolate yeah, covered good. like strawberries and other shit, but not the pineapple. I like I like the chocolate covered pineapple. Yeah, we I get those sent to our office sometimes, and I always I always go for the pineapple. It's my favorite. Yeah, God, I remember when edible arrangements like first was big. And I feel like everyone was getting, like, edible arrangements. I remember, like, one time, like, my friends or my mom's friend, like, just, like, randomly, like, brought one over. And we're just sitting there at the dinner table with this, like, giant arrangement of fruit. And we're just like, all right, uh, who goes in first? (laughs) (laughs) But, no, seriously, I was just blown away by Rebecca's generosity and also just like the thought that anybody's like hey I listen to you so I'm gonna send you some stuff because I like your show like obviously that's not necessary but it was just like cool to know that people like our show that much yeah it's nice because it's like you forget sometimes or I mean especially I do you know we sit here we talk and it's just recording a conversation and the fact that people enjoy our recorded conversations every week is really nice and it makes me happy because I like to I like to make people happy. So it's just all around great. Yeah. Yeah, so Emily, I, I promised you before we started recording that I had a uh, I had a Thanksgiving story for you. Yes, that's right. Yes, and the story involves butternut squash soup and why I never want to make butternut squash soup again. Uh-oh. So Thanksgiving yesterday, you know, getting everything ready. You know, I already had the mashed potatoes ready, which they were fucking delicious. I was so proud. Um, and I had to make butternut squash soup. So I had all the ingredients together. What you have to do is you have to put all of it in the pot and then you have to transfer it to the blender, blend it, and then put it back in the pot, you know, so that it's right. It's it's a very simple recipe. So I'm at the Arguello's house and um, they're still moving into their house. So everything's kind of in boxes. And um, I asked for a blender and they they gave me this blender. It looked fine and everything. And I I put all the, the things in the blender and I blend the top yes. comes off and everything <gasps> goes everywhere. 
Oh, no. And I feel bad because it's their brand new kitchen. And I am cleaning <laughs> butternut squash soup off of the walls, off of the plates, off of everything. And thank God, like, there's nothing, like, too important on the, ta- on the table. It was just all filled with butternut squash soup. And oh. I'm stuck. Fucking Rusty is just sitting on the couch looking over being like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And then he's like, why is it steaming? I'm like, Rusty, because I literally got it from the fucking pot, put it in the blender, and that's why it's steaming. Worst part of it all is, is that, you know, I I try to take a little bit out, and I try to blend it on my own. It's still kind of, the, the lid's just stupid. And I think, oh, I need Carlos to come over and hold the lid while it blends. Um, so I, I get Carlos, you know, I'm, I'm a little stressed and Carlos just got out of the shower. So he's, you know, just in a towel and, um, he tries to work the blender and hot butternut liquid gets all over his chest. So now he has a bunch of burn marks on his chest. Oh my God. And, you, you know, if you're lucky tonight, then maybe you can get a, a sneak peek of Carlos's uh, burn marks from butternut squash soup. Because, oh, my God, I don't think I had ever seen him so unhappy. Men in pain is something that is just so funny because, like, men are such babies when they're sick or anything. Yeah. And, like, Carlos, he's never sick or anything. So, like, this was the first instance where I saw him. He was, he was not happy. He was quiet. Aww, he was. He, we had to drive to the store to get uh, ice, and he was just driving with his shirt up because it hurt for his <laughs> shirt to be on. So he's just sitting with his gun up. It's so funny, but I felt so bad. Um, but he's fine. He's recovering. It, it was nice for him to grab the ice and put it in the car because it was something cold against his very warm chest. But yeah. Um, moral of the story is I'm never fucking with butternut squash soup again. And also fuck that blender. I even, I even told Carlos's dad who was in the other room when it was happening. He just didn't hear it. I was like, um, your blender doesn't work, my man. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, we don't use that one anyways because it's just two of us now. (laughs) And I was like, okay. But yeah, it was. Oh dear. It was a sad day, but I don't know. I, th- I think the butternut squash soup was fine. I didn't look at it the whole night. I was actually going to have some, but I was like, I don't want to fuck with that. But it was all gone by the time that Thanksgiving was over. So some people liked it, but I, I'm never fucking with that again. I'm, I'm still annoyed that this orange liquid got all over the place. And like, I like orange, but not that fucking kind of orange. So yeah, moral story. Um... I'm getting one of those fucking hand mixer things now to avoid higher like immersion blenders or something where you just yeah. like put it in because I'm not doing that again because that's just stupid on my part and just stupid in general and it burned Carlos and I feel bad that I physically or my boy and boyfriend got physically burned. Yeah. Immersion immersion blenders are good for for hot things. Yeah, so that is the moral of the story. And I was just embarrassed because I'm like, man, this is such like a rookie mistake. And then like Rusty is sitting there being like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, God, this is like my first time that he's like seeing me like try to cook and try to do all this shit. And he sees me like blowing up the kitchen. I'm like, good job, Brittany. But yeah, I always get disappointed in myself when I make like 
dumb kitchen mistakes because like I don't know I was always being I was always afraid of being in the kitchen because like my sister you know at my parents house you know that was that was her home was the kitchen so every time I would go in I'd feel like a fucking invader so now that I'm slowly you know getting to know you know I'm, I'm dating the kitchen you know when, when something fucks up I just feel bad yeah I mean generally you don't it's not you don't feel good about burning people so I almost felt more bad that I messed up the kitchen and that I fucked up more than I burned it. No, I'm kidding. No, I did. <laughs> I did feel bad that he got burned because, you know, he, he's, he's a sensitive guy, you know, like he doesn't like warm water in the shower and like he what? takes cold showers. Yeah, man. He only takes cold showers. Like he gets really sensitive with like warm water and everything. So like that burn must have felt really fucking bad. I, the more I learn about Carlos, the more I think he is a weird, weird man. He is. That's that's why I love him. Is just he's he's just so so weird. But it it completes me because like I'm pretty weird too. But I mean, yeah, he he is weird. Did I ever tell you that he? Um, oh wow! Now now I'm turning this into like a Carlos tell all. When we first started dating, he thought that he would have to take his comforter to the laundry to um to the dry cleaners to clean it and he never knew that he could just fit it inside of the washing machine what do you so i immediately got a new comforter for him <laughs> knowing that that comforter has probably never been washed who takes a comforter to the dry cleaner I, to be fair, I have a special one that I take because, like, it's, like, fuzzy material. And it's, like, one I have at my parents' house. But, like, that, it's, like, a big, like, floofy one I got from, like, Sam's Club. But, yeah, like. Oh, who, dear. Yeah. Yeah, you just stuff it in a washing machine. I literally grabbed it. And he's, like, where are you going? And I fit it inside the washing machine. He's, like, oh. I'm, like, Yeah. I'm very worried about that boy. I mean, he's learning. I mean, now, you know, being here, I mean, he's great. I know his family always asks me, like, how's living with him? Like, is he good? I mean, he's clean. Like, he, he maybe he's clean because he's afraid of me. Of, like, no, I'm kidding. But, um, no, he's a clean guy. I mean, he does everything. The only thing, though, is that whenever I get home, he always answers the door in his underwear. But, you know, like, can't have everything perfect. <laughs> there you go. Okay. But yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just sometimes it takes uh, people uh, longer to to learn some things. But you know what? As long as they learn them, you know, they're good. It did take him uh, until nineteen to learn how to tie his shoes. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna skip right over that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, uh, it was patisserie week on Bake Off, and my heart is broken, and I will never be happy again, because Jürgen got kicked off. And I don't even necessarily think it was the wrong decision, but it was still very upsetting. Yeah, at first I thought it was the wrong decision, because they were all essentially tied. 
And I would think that they would go back, you know, previous episodes. Because, like, when you're tied in an episode, you could look back further. But then I was mistaken because, like, they do that in the final. And this is, like, the semifinal. But Jurgen has been slipping these last couple weeks. I don't know if it's just overconfidence or... I don't know, but I just... I feel like either he just wasn't his 100% or, like, that was all he got. Well, I think part of the problem is... He started so strong that, like, he didn't have as much room to go up as people like Chiggs did. Mm -hmm. So, like, Chig when Chiggs does really well, it seems like such a it's such a big improvement that I think it makes it seem even better than it was. Like, don't get me wrong; it was still like his stuff all looked great, but I do think he like gets maybe you know, even subconsciously, he gets bonus points because he started out at a lower level. Yeah, Chicks has really done well these last couple of weeks. And I always had a feeling about him. Like, I know, like, every time we would see him kind of in the background, like, I had a feeling that, you know, he could potentially, you know, be a really good fucking baker. And they all got fucking handshakes except for Jurgen during the first challenge and that was such a big deal and all of their showstoppers were phenomenal yeah they all looked amazing yeah we have a really good batch of bakers like this final three like i don't know like giuseppe seems too obvious to win but i really think that if chigs really you know gets his flavors and everything his textures and everything like he could win yeah, I I would be happy with that. I but I like I like all of them. I mean, that's sort of one of the nice things about Bake Off is there's very rarely people who I don't like. Yeah, I've never had a baker I didn't like. I think like one season, like someone like had made like a weird comment to someone else, and I'm thinking like, why would why would you do that? And even like uh, Ben Gate, like everyone was really nice at Ben Gate. Like I think that's like one of the the better seasons of Bake Off. But there's really only one season I don't like a Bake Off. So that's really good. Yeah, I think they do a very good job of having everybody be likable and not casting people for drama like American cooking shows do. And they have their host dress up as Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. So, yeah, that's always a choice. They're so painful to watch those 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 sketches. Well, then you see fucking. Uh, Paul Hollywood dress up as Elvis Presley and he loves it like he loves being in costume and like performing like that man who sits there and stares at you while you're baking a tart would do anything to put on an Elvis Presley costume and it's the funniest thing to me. Like, I'm so invested in this character of Paul Hollywood because here he is serious about bread. Then here's him fucking around with bakey, breaky tarts. Like, it just, it's incredible. But, he contains multitudes. Yeah. And Prue's just funny because Prue just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I like Prue. <clears throat> but... But yeah, I was sad to use, lose Jurgen. Like, he was a really good baker. And he was really strong in the beginning. And I feel like that's what happens with these bakers, you know? Like, the ones that do, like, really well in the beginning, you just continue to expect them to do, like, really well. 
then like when they don't meet your expectations it's like devastating and it shouldn't be because it's like you know everyone should be on the equal pedestal but yeah what a bummer but i'm excited for uh the season finale um i think they're gonna do a christmas special this christmas oh, okay i'm not sure carlos is telling me but i'm not sure I just noticed that there's some episodes of uh, Blown Away, the glass blowing thing that they did that like a just a run of like shorter Christmas episodes that are only like half an hour with returning people. So I'm going to watch that. Oh, that's fun. I always like when you go on Netflix and see like your favorite shows like have new seasons. It's like, yes. Yeah. But let's see. Oh, and then Hawkeye starts this week. Yeah, that that should be fine. I mean, I'm not too excited for Hawkeye because Jeremy Renner doesn't really do anything for me, but I like Haley Steinfeld because she's friends with Taylor Swift, so she's friends with good people. So (laughs) I just I'm I'm interested to see because it looks like they're drawing a lot from the um, Matt Faction um, run which is an excellent series, but it'll be interesting to see how they blend that in with the cinematic universe. Cause obviously like there's some major differences, but it has pizza dog in it. And so I'm pleased cause I love me some pizza dog. I can't wait to get to know pizza dog because so many people have been talking about pizza dog. And all I know is that it's a dog so he's a good dog yeah that's all you need to know there's nothing like a good dog um we have a couple of things to i mean i mean they're not even like i mean when i say to talk about i mean to mention i guess uh kathleen kennedy signed on for three more years as President Lucasfilm, which is, you know, not bad for somebody who got secretly fired like five times in the past five years or whatever. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really find myself caring either way because I, I can't name the president of any other film studio, so why does it matter? Like, obviously, I like some of the stuff she is... Uh, shepherded into production and disliked other parts of it and think they do some things well and do some things badly and I, I don't know like mostly I'm just glad because people whine about her so much that I'm happy for them to continue to be wrong yeah I, I'm indifferent I mean I don't, I don't care I mean good for Kat, Kathleen I mean Star Wars has been really big these past couple of years you know especially with these shows on Disney Plus So, yeah, of course, you know, they see all this success and they see the numbers, you know, they see box office and they see, you know what, there's nothing that we need to change here. So that's nice. So I'm really sorry for everyone who really thought that Dave Filoni was just going to come out of nowhere and be the president of Lucasfilm because your hearts must be so broken that this impossible thing didn't happen yeah yeah it's people are so weird about that shit yeah 
Uh, the other thing that happened is Deadline uh, broke a story that Sabine has been cast for the Ahsoka show. Uh, it's an actress named Natasha Liu Bordizo, who I don't know from anything when I was going through her credits, but I'm, I mean, everybody seemed to think Sabine was going to be in the show, and then, yay, Sabine's in the show, I guess, but again, this to me, like, I don't give a shit about Rebels, so they are putting everything I don't care about in one show, and that's fine. The more I hear about this show, Sal Prowse, cover your ears, uh, the more not interested I am in it. Yeah. I just don't care about any of these people. Yeah. So, you know, if the show comes on and they start caring about these people, great, but I mean, I don't care for Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano right now. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Like, they made me care about Boba Fett. I never thought I would give a shit about Boba Fett. So maybe I end up liking the show. But, I mean, seeing a continuation of a show I already didn't like, it isn't that exciting on any level. I'm, like, vaguely interested to see um, Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn. But even that, I'm just like, eh. I don't, I don't want to see fucking space whales and shit, so. Yeah, I just, I feel like season two of The Mandalorian put, like, a really sour taste in my mouth. And, like, not, like, kind of sour, but, like, that, like, oh, my God, like, oh, stop. You know, like, from that Ahsoka episode on, and just with everything with Rosario Dawson. So, every time I see, like, more news about this show... It just makes me sad that they made the casting decisions that they did and that because of that, I am totally not interested in a show that, you know, I I like Star Wars. And, you know, I, I was fine with Rebels at times. And <laughs> if I would have heard this news like a couple years back, then, you know, maybe I would have been, you know, surprised and excited but now i'm just really indifferent i don't care so it's kind of a bummer but i feel like sometimes i i get too sentimental with star wars or just like in general where i'm just like man i'm sad i don't like it when i should you know like i was at downtown disney the other day and i was like man like i'm bummed that i don't feel the same way that i used to you know being down here you know like i'm really disappointed in the walt disney company um, after a lot of decisions they made, you know, during COVID, after COVID. And, you know, being there just didn't feel the same. And I was bummed. But then I was thinking, like, I feel what I felt here in other places now. And that's awesome. Yeah. And that's something I never thought that I would feel. So, in a way, it's it's good. But then another way, it just sucks. You know? Like... Yeah, then fucking security was talking to me as I was checking my bags in. He's like, oh, you're not going to the parks? I'm like, no, man, it's too expensive. And he's like, no, it's not. And he did the, oh, well, I get free um, entry, so I can't talk. I'm like, no shit, you can't. Let me go through security and get out of my way. But yeah, (laughs) fuck boys. Yeah, I mean, I've... Like, I've gone through a lot of fandoms in my life, but there is always something sort of 
melancholy and like you know when someone doesn't really do it for you anymore but I mean like I don't know like Star Wars like maybe it will again like I think I'm really gonna enjoy Book of Boba Fett and I think I will I mean if we ever actually learn anything about Andor like I think I could really like Andor so if there's a show I don't like like it fucking sucks because I want to be able to share in the like I'd always rather like something than not like something but just don't tell Chris Hall that (laughs) it is like look just because i have fucking standards doesn't doesn't mean i hate everything it's like people forget that standards exist and i feel like we're in such a community like full of positivity that any negativity that comes in everyone's just like oh my god negativity i mean mean, chris hall is a grumpy old bastard so i don't know what he's talking about but (laughs) He goes to boring amusement parks that seem sad. <laughs> well, he, like, that's, 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 the, that's the trick. Go expectations. Yeah. If that's your standard for amusement parks, then, then I, you know, it makes sense that you like other shitty things, too. You know, even just looking at pictures, it just made me sad. I'm like, wow, like, this is what they get here. Like, sad. Emily's sad. The bathrooms at yeah. the Disneyland Hotel were more exciting than that. <laughs> oh, my God. I I swear to God, I had a Disney grilled cheese the other day, and it rocked mm-hmm. my world. And they, like, put, like, the cheese on the outside of the bread, too. It was just amazing and delicious. And I didn't know that a grilled cheese would make that happy because like the the waitress got to our table she's like hey you know we have grilled cheeses you know just to let you know i was thinking like grilled cheese when is the last time i had a grilled cheese and like i hadn't had one in a really long time yeah because uh rusty came down and you know rusty thinks i'm going you know to anaheim where do i want to eat in anaheim he wants to go to a disney hotel buffet to go eat (laughs) and so we did that and we had a uh, bunch of good food and and grilled cheese sandwiches so I was really happy but I was really happy with the grilled cheese I just love when like food surprises you like there's nothing more great than when you eat something delicious and it's like surprisingly delicious Yes. But it's not, it's like, oh, how, like, how good something simple like a grilled cheese can be. Yeah. And especially when, like, it's still warm and gooey and, like, you pick off some pieces of the bread and it's still, like, oozing with cheese and it's still warm. And then the bread is, like, perfectly crunchy where it's not, like, hurting the roof of your mouth, but it's still good. And then, like, the french fries that's served on the side of it are still warm. And they're, like, that good, good crunchy consistency of fries. I don't like, like, I like my fries crispy as fuck. Like, I don't fuck with the mm-hmm. potatoes that, like, you could bend. Like, no. Like, you shouldn't. You know, like, how they say with the biscuits, you know? Like, they should be able to, like, hear that cracking sound when you crack your the fries. Yes. 
you know what's good? Like I make a uh, okay. So a lot of time when I'm doing grilled cheese, I use just like the craft singles because I, yeah, okay, whatever they're not real cheese, but they melt really well and make a, excellent grilled cheese. But when I'm not when I'm just using like regular cheese, what's really good is peanut butter and grilled cheese. No shit. You do like a layer of peanut butter on the bread. I I, I would say crunchy because it adds like a really cool t- texture element. And then you put some cheddar on there. And then you make the grilled cheese that way. Fuck. And then the peanut butter is all melty and warm. And you get like this nutty crunchiness that it wouldn't like. It's not even like it's not like an overpowering peanutty flavor because the cheese, if you have like a strong enough cheese to stand up for it, it just adds this delicious like nutty crunch and is so fucking good. That's a game changer. Highly recommend it. I know. I went to uh, this little like 50s diner uh, like a couple months ago for Carlos and I's uh, anniversary. And I had like a peanut butter burger. And it was so good. Just like the combination of peanut butter and meat and cheese and bread is something that's very underrated. Mm-hmm. I almost think that we should be putting peanut butter with more things. Because, like, peanut butter is so good. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I was just hearing the um, the podcast, The Riot Guys, were talking about the um, the bakery that does the cookies. They have chocolate. I mean, not chocolate. They have peanut butter coffee. And that sounds excellent to me. Peanut butter coffee. Oh, uh, Gideon's at uh, Disney Springs. Yeah. 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 I've never been there. And I want to try those fucking delicious chocolate chip cookies that they have. But peanut butter coffee. Oh, that just sounds so good. You see, like, put peanut butter in more things. Like, put it in your alcohol. Put it in your coffee. Put it in your candles. Like, put it in everything. Please. Yeah. I know whenever I go back to Disney World, I really want to go to Gideon's. And, like, the lines are always, like, so fucking long. Like, people want to wait, like, three hours in line for a cookie. Like, Yeah. I I get that. But then I was in the podcast that I Discord and somebody posted a picture of their cookie. And it was a cookie that was covered. Like, the entire outside of the cookie was covered in chocolate chips. And I'm like, maybe I'd wait three hours for that cookie. Yeah, I think that's so funny that you're in a podcast, The Ride Discord, in a podcast that like talks like a lot about like Disney and everything. I, know. I, know. I think that's the funniest thing about you, <laughs> knowing that you've never been. Has your interest in the going to the Disney parks like skyrocketed at least a little bit? You know, knowing that you listen oh, to these guys, all. like, but even for celebration. <laughs> Like, even just, like, doing, like, a Disney night or something and, like, walking around. Because then, like, you finally get to see the place where, like, the the women with the heels, you know, their heels got stuck in the pavement because it wasn't fully dry. <laughs> and all just the different Disney things. Like, if you go to Disney World, like, there's fish in the water and that's why there aren't mosquitoes there. Um, just, like, the different I, facts. I went to Disney World once as a kid. No, I'd like, there's, look, there's stuff at Disney I'd like to do. Like, I think I would really, I'd really like to do the Haunted Mansion. I think I would like that a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I I mean, obviously, like I went on in as a kid and liked it, but I it was ten, so I don't really remember anything. Um, but it's it's more of I am not interested enough to spend that amount of money. I don't fucking blame you. Like now that tickets are so expensive, like. Like if I ever want to go back, I just want to try to win tickets on like the fucking radio or something because I cannot justify that. You know, now like living on my own and everything, you know, uh, I I can't justify that because I would rather spend that money like going on like a Disney cruise or like going on like a hiking trip or something like it just like it's so fun going to the parks and everything. But it shouldn't have to be like costing like an arm and a leg for you to like have some fun like you can have fun for free like i it's just it's sad it's annoying but that place is fun yeah like yeah it's like also like i'm already gonna be spending so much money at celebration like you know like yeah like i already have my ticket but you know like you know it's a couple hundred bucks and then you know there's like Airbnb and flights and if you want to buy anything and food like it's an it's not a cheap trip anyway so adding you know a couple hundred dollars to go to Disney World I mean to Disneyland is a bit it's a bit much I mean you can spend half that money and go to Knott's Berry Farm I honestly I'm more tempted to do that but really I just want to go to the restaurant and get fried chicken oh we'll do that don't worry we already have a party of people who want to join us too so I'm fucking stoked for that yeah man i love that chicken dinner restaurant the pot pie is always so fucking good too and i swear like that that chicken noodle soup they have is the best chicken noodle soup you'll ever you'll ever eat in your life it's just it's so good it's like creamy and the butter or the rolls are good because they're like nice and buttery then you get boysenberry jam there's nothing better in this world jam wise than boysenberry jam. Yeah, that, that shit's good. I know, uh, last March, or no, yeah, no, this March, this March, uh, they had like a boysenberry festival there, and I was able to get my dad a boysenberry plant, so now he just like plants boysenberries now, and it's just, it's so fun. Like, <laughs> just seeing the little boysenberries, like, I, fuck, I love them. Nice. Yeah. But no, I just like, I like listening to that podcast because it's funny. Yeah, they're funny dudes. I listen to them on my runs. And I like how disdainful they are of like some of the weird right wing, like Disney bloggers and shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I used to follow some of those like Disney bloggers on and just everywhere and um oh my god no there's this one like uh chip and dale company or something like they posted like it's like a new site they posted how starting in january um if you go on a cruise you have to show proof of vaccination you know age five and over so many fucking people in the comments are like i'm not giving my money to disney anymore i'm so offended that you would do this I'm not getting the vaccine, but I loved it. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're the reason why. And and of all the things, like, on a cruise where they're, you know, like, after you've seen, like, how, like, all this norovirus outbreaks, 
where it's like just like the most vile conditions where people are stuck for like two weeks because nobody will take the fucking ship and everybody's like sick i love the people that are just like you're not getting my money anymore and it's like that does not matter like no one gives a shit karen that you don't want to get your ass vaccinated and that you can't do things anymore you know what that means then like maybe you should get vaccinated so you can go on a disney cruise that you probably weren't gonna go on anyways because you know what karen like you fucking weird like i don't know i just think it's so funny how people just like troll these it's just everywhere you know these bloggers and everything you being like ah, just stupidity of human beings especially now you know it's just it's insane like this whole you know pandemic has really shown people's true colors which makes me so fucking thankful to be surrounded by educated and smart people who make decisions not only for themselves but for people around them and that's really fucking good yeah i'm so relieved to have my um booster shot scheduled oh shit i really want to get that i know i need to schedule mine i know my uh, health provider is still like pending pending and i'm like it's almost six months so i'm i'm so excited like i want to celebrate getting my booster shot i know like carlos's parents already got theirs my parents already got theirs I'm excited. Yeah, it's I'm 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 uh, the second I saw it New York had gone to all adults can can get the booster. I was on my Walgreens app like seeing what I could find. And luckily like I mean, I, like uh, the, obviously like the first appointment was a pain in the ass to get, but this booster I found one pretty easily and it's only a block away from my office, so I can just go in the afternoon and get my shot over my lunch hour god i remember how crazy that was at first like i think it took me like 12 hours to get appointments for carlos's parents and his grandma and like i felt like god afterwards and like i did it like i succeeded in my mission and then like getting the second test was like fine and then like they didn't even i didn't even have to help them get the third shot like they they are they knew how and i was just like all right like i was just so proud i'm like my work here is done but I'm, good. I'm excited, man. Yeah, right in time for the holidays and, you know, it's getting cold, so everyone's getting, you know, sick and everything. So, I don't know. But I don't know. I'm proud of my little immune system. Like, you know, like, it's been like a rough couple of years, you know, with COVID and just everything else. And, you know, I'm I'm happy that I'm, my health is good. And, uh Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to get my flu shot at the same time. I should have gotten it earlier and just like hadn't bothered because I would like you have to make an appointment now where I used to be, just be able to walk in and do it. And so I hadn't been thinking about it, but then it like popped up when I signed up for the COVID one. And it's one of these things where like, well, we can't guarantee it, but if we have supply, and I, I imagine they will, but if not, I'll actually just, you know, schedule one for real. Yeah, I, I still need to get mine too because I need to strategically plan it because I always get so sick after getting the flu shot. I might just get it over Thanksgiving break just so that I like I have that time in between because like I would hate if I couldn't go to work because I had a stuffy nose or something because like I'm I'm not like remotely working yet. I'm still on probation. So um, 
I would hate like if something happened like over the weekend, like I couldn't go to work because like, no, I have to get my stuff done. And that's just how I am. But yeah, I just need to like strategically plan it because I, I know me. But I was surprised that I reacted so well to, you know, the COVID vaccines. So I'm I'm curious to see how I'm going to react to the booster. So, yeah, probably uh, this uh, Thanksgiving break, I'll try to get it. Good, good. Anything else of note going on? No. No. I'm excited for uh, Boko Boba soon. Now that we're talking about it, that, that should be a good show. I'm excited for Tamora. I hope he fucking sings. Can we get like Tem, like singing or something? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be amazing. It would be. Yeah, that's how he's gonna rule. Instead of by by fear, he's gonna or violence, he's gonna sing and soothe the savage beasts that way. He's going to get the space guitar out and sing uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Originally Dolly Parton, but yeah. Not many people know that, which is like crazy to me. But yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah. I always want him to release another album. He should do a holiday album. Yes, that would be amazing. Yeah, just imagine like having his like holiday music, like just playing and how peaceful and nice it is. Because like, uh, I'm really particular with my Christmas music. Like I only like the classics or Michael Bublé. Like Michael Bublé is the only thing that almost counts to the classics. Because like I feel like so many people try to cover like original Christmas songs and everything and it just it doesn't hit right. And uh, Mariah Carey's fine. She's she's on the fine list too, but yeah, I I think that Tamora Morrison has the ability to make a great Christmas album that I would actually listen to. Yeah, he should do like Holly Jolly Christmas. I mean, general in general, I only accept Burl Ives singing that song, but I would accept Tamora Morrison. Mm-hmm. He needs to do, like, uh, Have Yourself a Merry Christmas. Um, I'm always a sucker for uh, Little Drummer Boy. I hate that song. I hate it so much. Oh, I knew I'd get that reaction. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what other ones. Um, last Christmas, we don't need... I, I've decided that we've had enough versions of that song. That song sucks. Um, it, despite not being religious, I like some of the, like I like what child is this? Yeah, I I'm a sucker for like Silent Night and, uh, um, just some other ones. I don't know. I grew up going to church and I was in the church choir for during Christmas time, so that was always like a fun time during high school. Was uh going to a church choir practice on uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights, getting ready for uh, the big day. But yeah, tomorrow, I hope you do a Christmas album. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, is there anything else that we need to discuss? No, I think we've covered everything. It's it's been an eventful week. I'm still recovering from Bake Off. So Yeah, I'm sad. Me too. But, but I don't know. Oh well. Um let's see, uh to our American listeners, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Uh to everybody else, you know, like happy fucking Thursday or Friday or whenever you listen to this. Um other than that, not much going on, but, oh, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. No, fuck. I'm not that anymore. I don't know why I still do that. I'm Canto Brit. Don't listen to a word I say. What about you, Emily? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at Canto Bite Pod. You can email the show cantobitepod at gmail.com. Excellent. saying that every week. I would be able to spit it out a little bit quicker than that, but sometimes my brain just trips up. I'm just glad that it is official that the podcast is on both Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) Sometimes. No, all the time. You've been been good. You've been good at the Instagram lately. Yeah, because it's easy. Because it's fun. You know, just like doing a no context post. That's fun because that really gets like our our five followers on Instagram to think. And I like getting people to think, (laughs) even if it's just five people. I do like choose when I I do always like choosing pictures when I'm putting up a tweet. Mm -hmm. I I mean, sometimes I go quite literal and it's, oh, we're talking about Bake Off. So here's a picture of Bake Off. But sometimes I like to go laterally. Yeah, me too. Yeah, my favorite one was uh, when it was uh, Newman from uh, Seinfeld. And we were talking about (laughs) Newman. And I'm like, man, this is fucking good. Like this is I think that was my favorite one. All right. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Canto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest. Be a Canto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one. All my girls and bitch. All my girls and bitch. EF Land and Kanto Brick. They got the goods and I just can't quit. How do you become a bitch like me? Podcast, you gotta download CBD. Send emails, just listen and chill. Give them some names to fuck, Mary kill. Ask them a question or send a top three. Mine is Lindo, Brittany, and me. They want a bang and a refresher. Asajj, Ventress, and Kylo Ren, yo. We'll have Tarkin and, of course, Mendo. Send a shout to the Porgs and to Rustin Brown. And Emily's dad straight putting it down. Every week, my girls be getting it done. I should know I've been down since day one.